Hey everyone, Gene here. Uh, as you're about to hear, Bill and I had some serious connection issues with this episode, and it was entirely the fault of my modem. We actually had to get reset from the cable company the day after all this happened. So I've tried to clean it up as best I can, but I can't guarantee there's not going to be any glitches or anything in there. So let me apologize in advance. And as a special ad bonus, in honor of the connections issues that we had in this show, here is the vocal stylings of Dr. Bill Robinson. All by myself, I don't want a podcast all by myself anymore. Gene was here, and then he was gone. His modem said go Right. Okay. <laughs> we don't need the explicit it's hard tag. To come up with I can't see how those guys do that on uh, whose line is it anyway? That's oh, so I'm I'm amazed at what they do. Yeah. You know, I think they pick those songs in advance and practice them. They have to. It's too well done. Yeah. Well, apparently I've got some decent bars right now, but oh yeah, you sound much better. Yeah. I I guess the modem finally decided. Okay, enough screwing with them. Did we do those calculations correctly? Jeez. I don't know. It's, uh, where are we, Gene? Uh, oh, my God. It's the middle of August. August? Yeah. <laughs> what happened? The last the last thing I remember is we recorded an episode at Eternal Con. And, oh, man. Oh. And then Scott came to my house, and we went to Tampa Bay Comic Con, and I, I don't know what happened. And there was a space warp, and my furniture melted, and the dog was handing me a cigar, and, and uh, I don't know what happened. I think we missed the peak. Oh, I guess. Wow. So, uh, I think I've read some anime, and well, I guess I haven't read anime. I think I've watched some anime. <laughs> well, I've I read some manga since since we last talked. So, how you been, buddy? I I've been doing pretty good. I I've read anime because I've been watching it with subtitles. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I guess I. You know what? I was doing that too because mine was also. Uh, it was in that episode whenever we can find it. Uh, was brought up. Yeah. So uh, that might still be in the space warp. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it'll get spit out out of Scott's recorder in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, we, we hope. <laughs> we hope. Oddly enough, there's pictures from that. <laughs> put up on Facebook, but we don't have no audio to go with it. We had the are on the road or on the road to Eternal Con or actually on the road to LaGuardia recording. Yes, and it's on the road from Eternal Con, but you know, I, I have a theory why Scott hasn't produced the audio of that yet, because that means that it would we would have proof that he has actually seen an anime. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> he doesn't want that audio out at all. Yes, yes, and I think we gave him some grief about our uh his critique of our star wars episode that we overtook <laughs> that kicked all this off yes hey it it came to a good end from what i can tell mm -hmm. people yeah. seem to like what we're doing yeah you've you've mentioned a few times in some messages that you've been watching total eclipse which i think i had originally turned you on to yes and then, yes, and then i did. somehow drifted away from it now you've picked up the flag and you're running with it yeah well what's nice is that it's on crunchy roll 
which for those of you not familiar with that, Crunchyroll is kind of like Hulu. It's got both a free and a paid version, and with things like Total Eclipse, which is a half-hour, give or take, television episode, if you, like I do, watch through my PlayStation, or you can watch it on the web, but I just like it on the television rather than the computer, then if you don't have the paid version, you get commercials. If you have the paid version, you don't get commercials. So hmm. it, it's pretty cool, and from what I understand from uh, Mr. Jack and Eddie, they also have the new Ultraman series on there. Yeah, I think he said it was being simulcast, right? Yeah, and the way that works is basically when it comes out in Japan, it comes out here. Sweet. Again, that's if you have the paid version. If you don't have the paid version, you wait a week. Big deal. I'm not watching it live anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've been cruising through that on Crunchyroll. I've watched a little bit more Bubblegum Crisis on Hulu. And the Bubblegum Crisis on Hulu is dubbed. Oh, so you don't... Okay. Yeah, so that one I don't have to read, but I also can't watch it when my daughter's around because it has not-so-family-friendly language. Mm. Whereas at least if, like, Total Eclipse also has some not-so-family-friendly language, but she doesn't know what those words are yet when she's reading, so I can kind of sneak it by. Mm-hmm. Okay. Of course, then she's going to get into second grade next month, and her teacher's going to call her. Hey, why does your daughter know how to spell this word? <laughs> oops. <laughs> yeah, oops. So how about you, Bill? You've You've been doing some manga, from what you said. Well, yeah, one of the things I did since we last recorded a regular episode was I dumped cable. Good for you. And picked up Hulu, so I have Netflix and Hulu, So, which I didn't realize that Bubblegum was on Hulu, so I'll have, probably have to start watching that. Yeah, they have a, an actually fairly decent anime selection on there. Hmm. I mean, that's where I saw Ninja Scroll. That one... Oh, okay, yeah. That's yeah. on Hulu, uh, but that has subtitles. Hmm. But they also have Gatchaman. Oh, that's on Hulu. That's on Hulu. I start, start looking. I, I've, I've been just busy with other stuff and hadn't had, had time to really... I didn't get Hulu right away because we had Netflix and everybody was watching Netflix. So I'm like, everybody's watching Netflix. Why am I paying for cable? Yeah. So dump well, that in. You see, we, we still have it because there are certain things that my daughter watches on... It's Discovery Family now. It was the hub mm-hmm. that they don't have... Like, you would ha- she would have to wait, like, almost a year to get it on Netflix. Yeah. And she is like she's obsessed with My Little Pony, so we kind of have to get that. In fact, that's the only reason I have the DirecTV package I do is because that's the lowest one I can have and still get the hub. Mm. But, you know, I if I can find a way to get rid of that at some point, yeah, I'm going to I would go with Hulu, Amazon Prime, and Netflix and I'd be happy. Yeah, cuz I mean, all my kids are older. Really the only thing that my wife has been missing is the news. Because I don't even watch news because it just makes me angry. <laughs> so I uh, I just, you know, one less thing to make me angry and I'll save, I think I'm saving about 60 bucks a month. There you go. Not, not paying for that, which they try to tell me, oh, well, you know, you could, uh, uh, you could get the, you could get the basic cable and it'll save you money instead of getting, I'm like, no, no. <laughs> Look, buddy, I'm spending $25 a month just in equipment rentals. I get rid of the equipment rental. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I had to school the guy on math. So I was perusing through Netflix's anime section, and I stumbled upon Arpeggio of Blue Steel, 
because it had ships and explosions, and then it had I noticed scantily clad anime girls. Always and, a good thing. Oh, I mean, man, how could you? That was like Star Blazers, you know. Tie. It was like Star Blazers on steroids. Oh yeah. Well, if you're at work, do me a favor. Never Google Star Blazers Nova. Don't do it. <laughs> Some of the stuff that comes up. Oh man, is it not safe for work? Gotta do that now. <laughs> I'll, I'll do that later. I don't want to be too distracted. So, uh, but no. It, and as if the lost Eternal Con episode ever comes out, because we discussed a little there, it, it's basically there was global warming. A lot of the areas flooded at the same time. These ships that are replicas of World War II ships. The anime takes place in Japan, but there are other World War II ship fleets in other sections of the world. Okay. Uh, but they're not really seen in this anime. Apparently it's in the manga, because I read the, the Wikipedia stuff about it, too. Ah. Because there'll be, you know, Missouri-class ships, Arizona-class battleships. But all of the ships that are seen in the anime are all Japanese-class battleships. Okay. I'm trying to remember... Don't. There, there's only like twelve episodes, but I don't think you saw a a Yamoto. But I think in the manga it was mentioned, so that's why I'm interested in reading the manga now. Oh, all right. So, uh, but there's like a, a Tongo. There's there's even cruisers. It's not just battleships. I should kind of clarify that it's different class ships. But at the same time, these ships can um, later on in their I, I guess existence they create. The ships have human avatars that, uh, of course, are female. Well, and I, yeah, they're ships. I think, I think we had mentioned that when we were in the car that, you know, they're female. Well, you know, they're female because ships are always called she. Right. So, uh, and of course, they're hot. <laughs> well, because it's anime. Because it's anime. So how could you possibly go wrong? <laughs> so, uh, but it, it's, it's got a good story. Um, I would highly recommend just it's, it's a quick time burger. The episodes are about anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes of length. Length. It's got a very catchy song to it, too. That's what kind of got me roped in. Because what's interesting about the song is that parts of, it, uh, of the lines are sung in Japanese and then in English, and it alternates. Oh, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then they show uh, schematics of the ships and of their human avatars in the opening credits. They also show scenes from the episode. And then the end credits are also sometimes different in different ways. Um, some are very artistic. One of the themes was they, they kept showing the female avatars with a white background, and they were kind of like in ballet poses reaching out to one another, and it would go down in a line okay. from, from person to person. And then I noticed a few episodes later they had the ships themselves somewhat in the same not poses but at different angles and reaching down and connecting to each other as they went down you know and it was and it was the it was the ship versions of what we had seen before with the human avatars right so it's i liked it it was fun and like i said now i've found that kiss anime has uh at least so far i've read the first issue and uh, of the manga, and it's been Americanized, being put in the American order of reading, and all, and it's not in Japanese, so that's helpful for me. Oh, uh, okay. Since, since I don't read Japanese. 
<laughs> oh, apparently uh, Arpeggio Blue Steel is on uh, Crunchyroll as well. There you go. All right, so you don't have to get Netflix. You can watch it there. So, yeah, I would. It's it. I watched it in just a few nights. Okay, and they have the manga too on Crunchyroll. Yeah, uh, that's that's something about Crunchyroll is they also have manga on there. Oh, and okay. It's got volumes one through nine. Okay, well, hop on over, take a look. Yeah, <laughs> and if anyone from Crunchyroll is listening, we would appreciate a sponsorship. Yay! <laughs> And then you've been doing Total Eclipse? Yes, I've been doing Total Eclipse, and that is... That's another one. It's got a nice, catchy theme tune. It's got some nice-looking women. But it's... as you oh, that's, were... the one, that's the one we talked about, that the the enemy was called Beta, but yes. it's like... Isn't it like one big, long, drawn-out name that yeah, they say, it... like, every single time? Well, no, it's... They said it in, like, the first... The first... The way it works is the first two episodes are your setup. Mm-hmm. And it gets you, it's basically the training of these young women, more or less, to become mech pilots. And you're going through the school, and then uh, the second episode is their battle with the Beta. Now, during all this, their their classroom things, it's, well, what does Beta mean? And then they stand up and they say it, or then they explain it. After that, it's just Beta. You know, yeah, it's like, by, oh, I can't remember what Beta stood for, but it was like, Biological, Extra, ex- extraterrestrial, alien that ad, is like ad, ad, adversaries of adversary, the Earth. Yeah. adversary to the existence, destroying the all life on Earth. Blah blah. Yeah. It, it's one huge name, but after at, after a certain point, they just start saying beta, beta. So that's good for me. <laughs> yeah, but that that one's very interesting because after those first two episodes, the the character that you follow through that, then it jumps like five years and she's a lieutenant and oh she's... okay because i think i've only watched the first two episodes and then i something shiny went by me <laughs> called blue steel and i got lost but after that she is now in charge well she's like the second in command of this test pilot group from all nations mm. and so she no she's no longer the main character really it ships to this other guy and he's a japanese american and all his life growing up, because he never knew his father, his American grandfather kept berating his mother for having slept with a cowardly Japanese. Yeah, but, you know, I really think he's turning Japanese. I really think so. Well, he is so far. But it, it's a very interesting story, just because they're fighting these 100 bonus points to anybody who got that joke. <laughs> so he... They're fighting these incursions, and he's trying to learn to use these test mechs, basically. And it's it's real fun, and it's a lot a lot of good repartee between the test pilots. You know, there's one from I can't remember, she's from Latin America. I just don't remember exactly where. Because uh, yeah, yeah. I think what I I remember, I think I watched the first two episodes. Wasn't it like the Imperial City, the Imperial Capital is burning, right, or something like that, mm-hmm. and. It was basically they. Everybody got wiped out, and they were the only resistance left. There was like five of them, and they were they were just the training squad. Right. And spoilers for the second episode: everyone but the one girl dies. Oh man. Okay. Maybe I didn't get to the second episode. Yeah. I mean, she <laughs> and Ooh. she she's the one that you then follow to this training thing. Oh, and that then, sucks. And then the kinda, focus shifts. They like built all this interaction that's, that's, and, that's and what, stuff between the people and. 
Yeah, and that's what really threw me, because Ooh. you're going through this, and it's like all this build-up, you know, these relationships, oh, and this one's finally learning to accept that one, and all, and then everybody dies. Wow. Yeah, it's it's intense. And it gives you a real good feeling for later on when you have these these test pilots who are kind of cavalier about it. And it's like, no, don't you know what goes on in these battles? Mm. Yeah, it's. I would recommend it to anyone. Like I said, it's on Crunchyroll. It's subtitled. Real good stuff. And there's there, there was one other one. Let me, uh, I'm on the website now. Let me look up my queue. Because there was another one that I had watched the first episode of. And it was kind of odd, really. Uh, I have no idea where it is. <laughs> but it was something, it, it's like modern day Japan, but apparently mystical artifacts exist. Yes, uh, it's called Dragon Crisis. Hmm. And the, the main character and his cousin who is fans, nothing but fan service, find this girl, and she's apparently a red dragon. And she has all these powers, but is a little girl. You know, that's kind of funny, because there's one of the things in Blue Steel is that one of the early on, they do a flashback in like the middle of the first or second episode, and you find that there was a group of people that were training at a naval academy, and this one girl comes up to one of the students whose father had been supposedly a betrayer of the human forces in the past and she this girl is actually the embodiment of a submarine because blue steel is a submarine okay it's also the uh, the iona is the name of her and its numbers like i401 so uh but she's she's the living embodiment of it so it's it's kind of the same and so you're saying that this little girl is a living embodiment of a dragon or she just is a dragon in human form she is a dragon in human oh, okay. form apparently they are able to switch forms when they become oh, adult i see yeah because in blue steel they basically are a human interface but they can also they can they can directly control the ship they're on but they can also fly, create energy fields around themselves, things like that. Okay. Um, and then if they get severely attacked, they can uh, withdraw into like a little electronic device the size of your fist. Oh. To, like a core, like a computer core mm -hmm. to to protect themselves. And in fact, one of them gets so damaged. Oh, and then they control they can control nanites to create the constructs and. One of them is so damaged that she can't get back to her human form, so she actually takes on the form of a teddy bear. <laughs> because her and this other one, see, when they're around humans too much, they begin to be corrupted by the human emotions. Ah, okay. Is what happens through the series, too. And this one crashes on this, on this island where there's this little girl. But I'm not going to spoil anything. There's more to this little girl than, it appear, than she appears. But... The one takes the form of a teddy bear, so she's walking around as a teddy bear. And the, but she'll produce these claws that come out of the bear, and she'll make this evil face, and she'll attack people. <laughs> uh, it's a fun show. So, sorry, you, you're you're talking about the uh, Dragon Crisis. 
Yeah, uh, I've only ever watched the one episode of it because it was kind of goofy to get into. And like I said, it have you ever seen um, Tenchi Muyo? Uh, yes, yeah, that's the one where one of the women is like a cat. Kind yeah, of. right. Yeah, and and they all they're all in love with him or something. Exactly. Well, it, yeah, okay. It's it's kind of like this, except that the so the little girl is all over this guy. Ryuji is his name, mm-hmm. and he has his cousin Rose. Is it's weird because she's going around dressed in practically nothing, rubbing up against him. And this is his cousin. <laughs> wow! Well, it's I mean, wow. Maybe and, it's in maybe it's in South Japan. Yeah, maybe. Huh? But I mean, that's it's just like on. Bubblegum Crisis, because you have the, a brother and sister. And in the one episode I watched, the brother comes, because the sister's the one that's in charge of, they're called the Night Sabers. And it's mm-hmm. a, these group of female warriors in powered armor that go up against the robots. And she's in charge of the Night Sabers. So he comes into her room at one point yelling, hey, you know, I found this out, etc. And he looks around, she's not there, and so, and he's, he actually says this in the show. Oh, nuts. I thought I would catch her in her underwear. <laughs> the sister! Okay. The Japanese can get a little freaky. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah, in Blue Steel, there's one of the adversarial ships. She actually has a thing for the male human captain of um, the blue steel of Ionia and, and like every time he's on a communique to them or she's, she sees him, you know, they do the anime where she's, uh, her eyes turn into hearts and there's little hearts popping up in the air right, around yeah. her. You know, she's like, uh, and then she's like, I'll kill you. I'll attack you. Uh. Yeah. May- maybe I'm weird in that. I don't like anime that does that. I, yeah. This, I- it's a little silly, but there's still enough other battle shots that that it's it's it balances out. I'll yep. just say that. Well, it's kind of it's kind of like, able to keep a balance. Uh, you ever seen the Slayers? Uh, there were three yeah, seasons yep. of it. That Slayers does that sometimes, where they'll they'll go. Uh, what's the term? Chibi? I think Project Project Echo would do that too. Project Echo would do it a little more often. Yeah. Or like Excel Saga does it way too much for me. But I prefer the ones like Star Blazers or like Total Eclipse or Record of Lotus War. The ones that are pretty much serious the whole time. Yeah, you'll get jokes and stuff, but they won't do the, oh, I'm attracted to her, so I'm getting a nosebleed. <laughs> yeah, that's just a little too, a little too far for me. Mm. But maybe it's because, you know, I I grew up here and not there, so I don't get it like they do. Well, I mean, not all of it's... I mean, Robotech was never like that. Never right. Romance in that. Yeah, except that, you know, one, the one character that was involved in the romance was, what, 15? Yeah, Min-May or Min, Rick? Min-May. Yeah. Rick was, yeah she... Rick was a fighter pilot, so he was at least... Yeah, like two... Rick was not a fighter pilot. He was a stunt pilot in True. the circus. Yeah, so, but he was still... Roy was the fighter pilot, Roy Folker. Yes, that's right. But... So Rick Rick became a fighter pilot, but he was still 
he was still pretty close to Min May's age. Yeah, but he was closer than her freaking cousin Lynn Kyle. Good point. Yes, who comes on to her again? Cousins. Mm, there you go. Uh, yeah, it's we're gonna get to that eventually. Yeah, because uh, Robotech's another one that I didn't see. Curse you, Min May. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, art. Uh, I think you just got Stella to listen to the show. <laughs> but yeah, that's one of the ones that I was aware of when I was growing up. I never actually watched it, and then it was on Netflix. Went after you know I was an adult, and now I started watching it. As like, oh, this is great. Why the hell is Minmay here? <laughs> I still have my 18 disc set. I can see from here. <laughs> Bought it when they came out on DVD when it first was released like years ago. Ah, mm. <sighs> now I can watch it for nothing. Next to nothing. Yeah. I found my record of Lotus War videotapes, too. Oh, really? See, I yep. I got rid of my actual VHSs, and I have DVDs, but I have DVDs of the second series. Are you familiar with that? You want to do email? Yeah, let's let's just move into email. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, what do we got in email? Well, we have a few emails. Uh, the first one comes from <clears throat> March. <clears throat> is that is that the person's name? No, that's from that's the date. <laughs> oh. No, it's from 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 my good friend Kurt. Uh, and he said, he just wrote us a, a message saying that he was been It's not the modem that's the problem, it's my mouth. Say, so you got, you got modem mouth. <laughs> uh, they make something you're gargle with for that? Modem uh, rooter. <laughs> that's the name. It weighs your modem down the drain. That's, that's where this thing's going if it keeps up. <laughs> Uh, and he's, he writes, I binge-watched Helsing Ultimate over three nights. Only ten episodes, so not too much effort. Bit different than the 13-episode version I borrowed from a friend of ours and watched ten years ago. Different focus in ways, more over-the-top characters, and the plot went overboard as well. Probably not worth an Anime Freak's review, since beyond some discussion on the, of the main characters, I don't think there's a lot of depth there, unless you want to start going into meta-themes and philosophizing. Though there are lots of bits that can be snarked at as well. Unless Snark. You... <laughs> That's my middle name. <laughs> Unless you consider more blood than Ninja Scroll a positive review item. <laughs> that that would be interesting just to see what you know what constitutes more blood than Ninja Scroll. Mm. <laughs> now our second email came in yesterday. <laughs> This Break. just in. Breaking news. Stand by for a Muppet News flash. <laughs> uh, now I gotta think of what's gonna fall on me. Uh, this is this is from our good buddy and former guest on the show, Mr. Luke Giaconetti, and he writes: Gene, Gene, the podcasting machine, and Doctor Bill. Hey guys, thought you might be interested in this. 
Sunrise is releasing the complete series of Mobile Suit Gundam in the U.S. with a new official English dub, starting with the first collection this November. They are releasing in both Blu-ray and DVD format, and Collection 1 features Episodes 1 through 21. More are promised to follow. This is big news for Gundam fans. Sunrise has said they intend to import the entire Gundam franchise to the U.S. Not sure how completely they mean the entire, but the original getting a release is very cool. Thanks, and stay frosty, fellas. Luke. Thanks, Luke. Yes, I thank- think I've seen... Uh, I think Gundam was on on Cartoon Network when they used to have Toonami years ago in the late 80s, early 90s. I yeah, I remember that's where... I'm pretty sure that's where I saw Mobile Suit Gundam. Two, late, mid to late 90s to 2000s. Excuse me, I don't think it was on in the 80s. No, it was, it was definitely in the 90s because I'm pretty sure I watched it while I was at college. And that is... I remember liking the show and <laughs> Mobile Suits. Of course, I mean, I like the show. You know, it's, yeah. But I I don't remember precisely how much of it I saw because I yeah I don't either because I think I couldn't I wasn't able uh, yeah mm. well nope, cartoon that... Cartoon Network was in this bad habit of they would rerun the same episodes constantly yeah so it'd be like you would tune in it's like oh, damn it I've already seen this one yeah and then I think I kind of got sucked into other things right marriage kids yeah. life life. But that, those are the only emails we got. Well, oh, covered a large span of time, though. And now we're all caught up in the email, uh, in the anime email stack. Yes, yeah, so if you would like to email us, please send it to anime at thehammerstrikes.com. We will be happy to read it. Yes, hey, we're happy for or, any kind of feedback. Or voice voicemails, or dirty limericks, or... Oh. Anyway, <laughs> send your own anime series you'd like us to review. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we right now we're going to finish out this season of Star Blazers, then we're going to do Akira, and beyond that, we haven't decided yet. So get those votes in. Let us know what you want us to cover. I know Paul's vote, Paul Spataro's vote, is to do Attack on Titan. That way he'll start watching it because his kids have watched it. Yeah, I've seen the first two episodes of that, and holy crap, he's talking about bloody Yikes! I've seen uh, I've seen the advertisements for it, and then I saw the trailer for the live action movie. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. If you've seen the trailer, then yeah, that's pretty pretty much it. Yeesh! Big giant like hundred foot humans picking up people and just popping them like they were pez. Yeah, yeah. That's that's basically it. And what's interesting is, you know, my one of my coworkers actually watches it. And he says that as it goes on, it gets even stranger. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that could be an interesting one to cover. Hmm. Alrighty, then. <laughs> uh, well, I guess with uh, new anime news and jibber-jabber out of the way and email out of the way, I guess we'll take a break. And when we come back, we will jump into episode 17 of Star Blazers the Balanosaurus. I believe yes. I said that correct. Uh, I, I think you said that correct, yes. So, we'll see you on the other side. This is Tokyo, once a city of six million people. What has happened here was caused by a force which, up until a few days ago, was entirely beyond the scope of man's imagination. 
Tokyo, a smoldering memorial to the unknown. An unknown which at this very moment still prevails and could at any time lash out with its terrible destruction anywhere else in the world. Hi folks, Luke Giaconetti here. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Do you like giant monsters? Or as they're called in Japan, Daikaiju? Monsters like Godzilla, Rodan, Gamera, King Ghidorah, or Mothra? Do you like more obscure monsters, such as Gappa or Yangari? Do you like giant heroes like Ultraman, or super robots like the Shogun Warriors? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then I think you might like my podcast, Earth Destruction Directive. I'm a dedicated fan of all things Daikaiju, and I'd like to share that with all of you. Please check out Earth Destruction Directive at twotruefreaks.com. Earth Destruction Directive, where we turn your Daikaiju dreams into city-smashing reality. Trekker Talk, a fan podcast devoted to the adventures of 23rd century bounty hunter Mercy St. Clair from the pages of Trekker Comics by creator, writer, and artist Ron Randall. I'm Darren. And I'm Ruth. We'll be discussing the stories, characters, and art in this excellent retro sci-fi adventure series, as well as having side conversations about other areas of fandom. We hope you'll join us as we travel from the dangerous back streets of New Gallif to the depths of outer space and everywhere in between. Trekker Talk is available at podbean.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. And we're back. Good to hear uh, the advertisement for that show. Yeah, that great show. Awesome. I can't wait to get caught up on it because my my iPod was has been broken and I finally got one back from Best Buy. So that's a whole nother rant. Because <laughs> anybody that is friends with me on Facebook probably saw my rant that I posted on there and then posted to the Best Buy site. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. And then I read all the other people's rants on the Best Buy site, and I went, oh, I am not alone in my discom- displeasure with your company. No, they, they have gone severely downhill quickly. Oh, contraire, but let me tell you a little quick story. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, it, real life with Dr. Bill Robinson. Apparently, this whole trend is not just Best Buy, because I had touted the virtues of... Uh, of H.H. Gregg, which I still like their customer service way better than Best Buy. But because um, the whole thing with Best Buy was they said, you know, after I got the runaround for 45 minutes because they couldn't figure out how to process my broken iPod. Then they said, oh, we're going to send you a box box for what? Well, yeah, you got to send this to Apple. And uh, by the way, this they don't sell this model anymore. So this is on back order. So uh, we don't know when you're going to get one. OK. So I finally got one back. Nobody even told me. I was just sitting it on the couch, and I looked down. And I go, "Oh, the box is back." Is anybody gonna tell me this? <laughs> you know, I've only been jonesing and no podcast. I've been trying to download podcasts on my phone for like three weeks. I think somebody around this place could have told me the box is back. So I opened it up. 
hey, there's a new iPod in there. And of course, it's dead and I didn't charge it up. But now I'm finally getting caught back up on podcasts. But anyway, getting back to H.H. Greg, H.H. Greg, my daughter's backlight on her laptop went. Okay. <laughs> so I go rolling there thinking, hey, they're just going to give me a new laptop or, or whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to send uh, they're going to send you a box. I'm like, what? <laughs> Well, like I was in seven. What's in a box? <laughs> Put the laptop in the box. You know, get the box back. I'm going to have Beth, Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Spoiler for anybody who's never seen seven, the end of seven. Yeah, because so. that's just a recent release. Yeah. So, so in fact, it was only just today after I got the, I had, I got my H.H. Greg box well, beginning of the week, but I've been going crazy and I just now sent that off today. Of course, we ended up buying my daughter another laptop anyway because she wanted a MacBook, and we got one used. Cross your fingers, everyone, because there's no returning it. So we'll see how that goes. Because she was going away to college, and she needed a, a laptop, and we knew this thing wasn't going to get repaired and back before she would be up there. So anyway, that's enough of my life. On with episode 17 of Melanos of Blanosaurus of Star Blazers. <laughs> I want to see 17 episodes of the Blanosaurus. <laughs> a big a fly and a meat a ball. Because <laughs> you guys didn't come here to see hear me babbling about me. You can hear that on Back to the Bins. So. Uh, Star Blazers, episode 17, Blanosaurus. After leaving the planet of the bee people, the Star Force is on its way to Balin, the halfway point between Earth and Iskandar. The jealous Volgar, now demoted to being General Lysus's aide, a.k.a. bitch, decides to see if he can curry favor with Leader Deslock by defeating the Star Force on his own. <laughs> Volgar employs a biological weapon which he had been developing prior to Lysus's arrival, the Balanosaurus. Or if you watch the Japanese one, it was the attack... Paradon Attack Squadron, I believe. I will look it up. Using a mental telepathy device, Volgar forms a neural link between himself and billions... Well, I, I gotta do Carl, Carl Sagan. Billions and billions of microscopic organisms collected from Balin. Under his control, they join into a giant superorganism shaped like a salamander swimming through space. Okay, that's looks good. <laughs> The freaking Geico lizard. Mm. Meanwhile, the Star Force is cruising toward planet Balin. Captain Avatar is undergoing an operation to treat the effects of his radiation. No, no, no. <laughs> Just gonna stop that right there. Okay. He's not undergoing an operation to treat the effects of his. He is undergoing an operation to treat the effects of his radiation appointment. Uh, of, of the radiation poisoning. However, that is only after he collapsed when they came out of a freaking space warp. Well, yeah. Then he's undergoing the operation because he's going to die. So anyway. And the remaining bridge crew are left to run the ship in his absence. <laughs> what do we do? What do we do? Volgar and his support squadron fly out to the Star Force and bring the Balanosaurus to bear. Somebody's been taking Stanley notes. Without the captain... Derek Wildstar is forced to make decisions on his own. He fires the Argo's main shock cannons at the beast, but they are merely but they merely blast it temporarily into bits. The fragments rejoin. Oh, it into bits. The fragments rejoin. Finally, Wildstar resorts to the wave motion gun. 
which incinerates enough of the creature's mass to destroy it and gives everybody meatballs for their spaghetti forever. Hmm. On Balin, Lysus goads Volgar for his failure. Meanwhile, on board the Argo, a recovering Captain Avatar commends Wildstar for his actions and for taking the initiative to lead the crew when Avatar was unable to do so. The Earth has 263 days left. Hurry, Star Force. Hurry. Uh, yeah, apparently this the the name of this episode in the Japanese was Charge, Balanosaurus Spect- Special Attack Group. Okay. Whatever. Uh, let me see. The first note I have from this is uh, Mark Venture, Intergalactic Tom Tom. <laughs> see, my, mine was, ah, scheduling. Thrilling viewing. <laughs> because he's like, well, it took it would take us 10 days to get out of the solar system, and then it would take us 10 more days. So it was going to take you 10 days to get out of the solar system, and only another 10 days to get out of the galaxy? Yeah, well, space like, warp. what? <laughs> oh, well, well, what? Space warp? No, space warp. <laughs> you know, well, whatever. And, uh, oh, man. Lysis, man, he just cannot stand Volgar. No, he runs I, him. He's on his back constantly. He treats him better in the Japanese version, though, than he does in the American, because I was able to watch at least three quarters to half of the Japanese version of the first one. Mm-hmm. And Lysis is not the. Boy, he's also a different name over there, but let's just to make it easy. Lysis is not the condescending prick that he is there that he is in the english version oh really okay yeah see i haven't watched the japanese version but i do know that there was a as we had discussed this prior to recording the first time that there was a deleted scene in this in volgar's room Mm -hmm. where he is actually throwing things around at his aid basically and the reason it was cut is because he has two half-naked concubines in there. <laughs> They're basically wearing helmets and capes and panties, and that's it. And he's got some of the weirdest furniture in there. Yeah, well, we saw this before when Lysus went in and tore the place <laughs> up. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> he, he insulted him for his taste. Yeah. Speaking of taste, uh, is it really in good taste to go into surgery wearing your hat? I was just, I, that was one of my notes. Okay, not just that. Nobody could bother to take it off. They even put the oxygen whatever thing over the top. He was still wearing his hat inside. Did you notice that? Yes. The, I think that's the only reason they put the helmet on him where a face mask would do. They had to put the helmet on because the hat wasn't sterile. I was like, what? Like, and, and uh, Dr. Sane did everything he could except remove his freaking hat. <laughs> But we did get Doctor Say in the episode. Yes, yes, we did. And uh, I'm, I, I love the one scene where uh, Volgar is talking to Lysis, and he's like so excited or whatever, and he goes cross-eyed. <laughs> he's going, I'm going to destroy the Star Force, and then he's like, he makes a smile, and his eyes go boing. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like, just completely insane in this. Yeah, he's like over over the edge, and then yeah. then he goes out and creates the giant spicy meatball. <laughs> ah, it's a spicy meatball. Well, it which, is after the way Motion Gun got through with it. Oh well, okay. I'm a little confused. All right, 
that he was able to generate that thing into make all those little pieces create that giant ball rolls out of the primordial goo sea breaks the through the atmosphere on its own is flying through space he does all his little phony drills attacking the dummy argo right which that kind of threw me at first. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Why didn't he even fire? What's going on? Oh, okay. It's dummy. It's right. Big. Yeah. That's, my, my note was that was a real, real jarring music change. You know, because all of a sudden it's, it's this weird music change. And it's, oh, it's a dummy ship. Okay. Okay. So it did all this. Why then, when he has the real confrontation with the Argo, why did those things have to be transported in little green little ships and then open up and drop it out? I don't know. Did it get tired? I mean, they didn't want they didn't want to waste the energy apparently. Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, oh, and I had a note here that the sound effect for the Bolanosaurus was was was, was kind of cool. Yes. And that at one point I thought it sounded vaguely of Godzilla. Then when I was reading the notes for the episode in Japanese, the production note says that it was a mixture of Godzilla and the and basically Hedorah. Hedorah. Yeah, Hedorah. Hedorah, uh, the smog monster. Right. So I was like, ah, cool. Yeah, that was that was cool, and it's. I don't think I picked up on it as a kid, although it, I'm oh, sure no, it sounded yeah. familiar. But yeah, that, well, that's really nice. Well, because it's not the full Godzilla. It's like, and then it changes to something else. It's like the start of the Godzilla. You don't get the end. Right. It's just the opening, and then it cuts over to a different sound. And what I found very interesting in this episode is that they got really, really quick with firing the wave motion gun. Yeah, real quick. Well, quicker than... Shoot! I mean, this was about... Well, it's it still seemed to take about 15 seconds. Well, they, you, you still have to show this, show that, show this, show that. Show okay. Wildstar suddenly having a glove on to fire. Uh, well, maybe he's like Michael Jackson. He has one glove on. Shimon. <laughs> so, um, I had a note basically because uh, everybody's up on the bridge, and uh, so it it kind of went like this. Uh, wait, what? Orion, what the hell are you doing up here? Get your ass back to engineering. <laughs> he's like, ah, ah, should we do that? Hey, I don't care, Baldy. Get your ass back. To- Who's who's minding the shop down there? And why well, I want to know now. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I didn't go back and watch the old episodes. But Wildstar was made deputy captain, right? That's what I thought because you got Venture sitting there going, you know, Wildstar says, "All right, we're going to turn and we're going to attack." And Venture goes, "No, you know, no, we we need to." Uh, we need to take evasive maneuvers. So they keep arguing about it, and the thing gets closer, and then Orion goes, uh, well, it's too close now. We can't maneuver. And that's what I was thinking. Well, wait a minute. What are you doing there? And then um, he, he says, we're going to fire the wave motion gun. And Venture goes, no. I'll be like, <laughs> shoot shoot this man. <laughs> Get off of my bridge. Get off my bridge. You know? Yeah. I, like, shut your mouth. Yeah, What? why the hell is he constantly arguing because so i could be wrong and i'm sure the listeners will point out if i am no because he's vindicated by avatar in the end when avatar says you did the right thing you did what you had to do to save the ship yeah but i i could have sworn that avatar had appointed wildstar deputy captain which means if avatar is incapacitated wildstar is in charge 
Yeah, I think I thought he did too. It's but yeah, it's it. it I mean, yeah, we were, were we've had like a three month break. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I don't exactly remember, but I think that that was brought up before. This hasn't been the first time he's passed out, if I remember correctly. No, he he's done that yeah. before. That's when Doctor Sane finally came in and told him, "Yeah, you, you do this, I will take you, you know, confine you yeah. to bed rest, and you won't be in command anymore." Oh, spe- I, I, <laughs> speaking of Doctor Sane, he has a patient in post op, right? With, like, everybody on the ship watching him? Yeah, but <laughs> Ava- after after the operation, Avatar is in recovery. He hasn't woken up yet. He's in recovery. Mm-hmm. Dr. Sane is on the bridge with the bottle. Drinking sake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I noticed that. He's like, he's on the bridge with a bottle. Ah, yeah. Oh, I, gotta, I need my mineral water to calm my nerves. <laughs> what the hell are you doing up here? Because that was before IQ-9 came out and said... The captain's awake. He's going to be okay. Hey, hey, a little premature there, okay? There, Dr. Bot. Uh, you know, <laughs> all he did was stir his eyes and wake yeah. up. And uh, it must be the, these two don't need to be here because there was a... Robot. A, a brief, well, no, there's a brief shot cut from the Japanese version of Orion and Dr. Sane standing on the bridge. Oh. So it's just like, they... The people that did Star Blazers probably looked at it and said, the hell? <laughs> we don't need that. Get the hell out of here. Get them out of here. Yeah. Yeah, that was that, that was pretty much it for this one. Yeah, that, and, uh, not not much. I mean, it was the Melanosaurus is one of those things that I always remembered from the show because it's, it's such a distinctive creature mm-hmm. that I ne- didn't remember much about the episode itself, but as soon as I saw that... The little outline Volgar has on his monitor. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's that one. And then he makes the little ones and he merges them into a big one. Yeah. And, yeah. He's still a sap. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> well, I, I guess with all our, our 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 technical problems, we should probably move on to the next one before we... <laughs> before it dies again? Before yeah. Before it dies again. Because what, this is... We have to splice together like five recordings now? At least, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, Star Blazers Episode 18, The Magnetron Wave. The Star Force encounters an unmanned Gamelon Fortress floating in space, which moves towards them. Sandor, <clears throat> right, takes a plane out to investigate, more on that later, but the Magnetron Waves the Fortress is emitting shake it to pieces. Realizing this is what could also happen to the Argo, Sandor and Wildstar approach the fortress in a special plane unaffected by the waves. More on that later, too. Once inside, Sandor tells Derek about his brother Alex. Sandor and Alex were good friends at the Academy, and Sandor admits he felt responsible for Alex's death because he was in charge of maintaining Alex's ship. When a robot nearly surprises the two... How does one nearly surprise? Whatever. Sandor <laughs> Sandor says that as a child, he discovered the consequences of acting foolishly when he got into an accident on an amusement park ride. Meanwhile, the Argo, suffering damage from the magnetron waves, prepares for a space warp which will take it out of danger, but leaves Sandor and Wildstar behind. When Sandor and Wildstar reach the central computer, it injures Wildstar and captures Sandor. Sandor then tells Wildstar his arms and legs are bionic. Insert sound effect here. As a result of the accident. And can be removed. 
When they get to the entrance, Sandor says his bionic arms and legs are also bombs, because that makes a hell of a lot of sense. <laughs> but he cannot trigger them from any further away than the entrance. Sandor orders Wildstar to get to a safe distance, then detonates the bombs, destroying the computer and stopping the magnetron waves. The Argo cancels the warp, and Wildstar heads back to find Sandor, yelling for him the entire time because sound carries in space. That was one of my notes. <laughs> On Balin, General Lysis clenches a Gamelon cigar in his mouth, which Volgar is unable to light. <laughs> he chides Volgar for the uselessness of his lighter and his space fortress. Back on the Argo, Sandor, sporting new arms and legs, greets Wildstar. Derek says that Sandor's resilience gives him hope that Alex is still alive. Sandor says that if so, it will mean just as much to him as it does to Derek. Earth has only 260 days left. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, where do we think, start in this one? Uh, I think I'm going to start at the end while, while, while I'm thinking about it, because I think Sandor first gives Derek a look like, are you high? <laughs> what the hell does me having bionic arms and legs have to do with your brother dying in frickin' Pluto? What? <laughs> now, I'm not going to spoil anything, but, you know, but, yeah. but but if you think about that statement, and in that last scene, like, Derek's got, like, his shirt open, he's showing his chest, I'm like, what are you doing, man? He's just like, um, oh, just casual, hey, man. I don't know. Maybe he's been smoking some of Lysis' little fishy-looking, very narrow cigars. Looks like he's smoking dope. Mm. Poor, poor freaking Volgar, man. He can't oh, cut a break. Oh, man, yeah. He, 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 he's just so cartoonish. He's even making a face like a cartoon character, trying to light that lighter, like, ooh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, Volgar is just becoming more and more of a pathetic caricature as as this goes on. Yeah, but I guess we'll jump back to the beginning. Uh, my first note is, oh, effing shoot it. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, it's changing course with this. You can see it, right? You got a big gun in the front of the ship, right? <laughs> you just blew up a giant freaking meatball last episode. Uh, why don't you just shoot it? What's the big deal? Nobody even bring. It's not like they even bring it up and say, well, we can't do that. They just don't yeah. do it. They just don't mention it at all. I mean, the, you, you've got... No, we'll do a highly dangerous space warp that only has a 50-50 chance instead of firing the big effing gun in the front of the ship. Or the, uh, the, or the turrets of the other guns. Yeah. That you could... You know, okay, let's say... Yeah, let's say... it Because they say one thing, well, it tracks with us. Okay, well, let's say they can't turn the bow of the ship to face it to fire the gun. Mm -hmm. Well, you can turn the turrets... And it doesn't, I mean, they could see it through the effing viewport. I think they could shoot it. I, I would think so, yes. <sighs> well, here's, as I am wont to do, I'm going to point out a couple differences from the Japanese here. Now, in the beginning, supposedly, Sandor, who now has eyebrows and a red uniform, is flying <laughs> this patrol plane. Well, no, it's not Sandor. It's an actual pilot, and the plane is completely destroyed, and he goes through explosive decompression in a rather grues gruesome scene. And he also had a co-pilot. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the co-pilot is, you know, is go bye-bye. So, yeah. I don't know why 
I except that maybe it's a oh I ejected I'm fine thing they put Sandor's voice on it when it's obviously not Sandor. Well, because that whole eject thing, you could see. I mean, he's got no. I don't know. I guess their quote unquote spacesuits are kind of iffy at best. I mean, he's got the little clear faceplate over his helmet, but right, you know, which come it, on. Sandor and Wildstar when they go out later, they're in the full. Zero yeah, G they're in some type suit. of suit. Yeah. yeah, but another difference is Sandor is injured in that crash, the amusement park crash. Well, another one, another scene that got cut, and we saw some of the crash and etc. Apparently, his older sister was in the car with him. She didn't survive. Mm. So that's another thing that's yeah too gruesome for kids, basically. But in the Japanese version, she is shown as being thrown from the car. And, yeah, it ain't pretty. So, mm. but that's how he gets his bi- bionic bombs. Can we can we go, go to that for a second? <laughs> yeah. Why yeah. would you walk around? I'm sure that's perfectly safe. Yes, with your arms and legs as bombs that can be taken off. By not using a tool, you know, not a screwdriver, not a wrench. There's by a screw rubbing, there. By rubbing your shoulder. Rub my elbow. Pop. So, oh, sorry. Lost my arm. So Rub my rub my kneecap. Boop. Lost my leg. So if Sandor ever gets a massage, he could possibly just come all apart. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, this is another episode that I remember from being a kid because of the shock value of holy crap he doesn't have any arms and legs. Yeah, yeah, that was, but it, it was weird also while watching it this time. It's like it seemed like a lot of this episode was you know, as Thomas DJ would say, flashback time. Hmm. Yes, <laughs> because we had two two extend you know one extended one and then a short one. Mm-hmm. You know, so ah, uh, um. Another note, uh, is it me, or do did those robots look like cooked Thanksgiving turkeys? Yes. I was thinking of the the Bugs Bunny cartoon where he's on the island, and he's where the two sailors, shipwrecked sailors, wind up, and he's doing the marionette of the chicken. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's exactly what it looked like to me. It's like, oh, I mean, where, where's Bugs? Big brown body. And these long, bony little arms with no hands, just these two little bony nubs at the end. And I was like, that's a ginger being chased by turkeys. Mm-hmm. Another note was, uh, why doesn't the Argo stop? You would think that would make sense. It, yeah, but they just... Well, the, all I can think of is that they did stop, but they're already within the sphere of influence. So the fortress is edging closer to them. And that's why they know. keep taking it, damage. Uh, it was... Right, so seamless ship. Yeah. So how do the I mean, I, is just the body seamless and everything else can move individually on on the inside? That was a little. I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's it's a, a very weird thing because if it's seamless, how do they open the cockpit? How do they have controls that can turn, that can fly? 
Right. How anything? Yeah. Really? Buttons, yeah. Knobs. It's the, there has. That's one of those you just got to go with. Yeah. It, things. Just kind of you know press the I believe button and move on. Right. And uh, and uh, one of the things I have to wonder about Sandor is his timing. They've been on this trip for how long now? And this is the first time, in even in all the boredom that they've been going through, that you have the people, I wish something exciting would happen for once. You know, Sandor picks now to say, oh yeah, hey, I knew your brother. <laughs> well, better than that. Really? <laughs> I would think in the, okay, with all the excitement and everything, but... There had to have been boring downtime where he wanted, he could have freaked somebody out and say, hey, want to see something cool? Pop. <laughs> and he just pops his arm off. Holy shit! Oh, my God! I bet he could. He would probably be getting drinks like, go that. to shake somebody's hand it's and like... they pulled his hand off. Ah, my God! Sandor, the Harpo Marks of the Star Force. <laughs> and, and, of course, what, what will be the title of our episode... Uh, He's not heavy. He's my Sandor. As uh, Wildstorm <laughs> yes. carries him out. Mm-hmm. Oh, what was going on with that computer? Because I can't find any information except someone writing about uh, what the hell happened uh, like, here. Was it laughing? Was it crying? Was it, it was like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It must have gone through that cloud that the 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 computer that the Enterprise did in the Practical Joker in the animated series, because it suddenly just starts laughing and the floor goes all wobbly. And... Yeah, and he's like, oh, it thinks it, it it thinks it has me, but I'll show him. Yeah. Uh, or Yeah, I'll and then the it. computer doesn't do yeah, anything yeah, else. Like, you know, it, it just thinks, oh, I got his arms and legs. But the body's yeah. gone, so, but I'll keep holding them. And, uh, I'll just go to sleep yeah. now. <laughs> well, in this episode, we found out what Sanders' first name is, Bob. <laughs> oh, that was a very bad Cute. joke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry yes. to anybody that listens that may be handicapped. I am an asshole. The signal's going. Okay. There's no echo in space. Sandor <laughs> looked like Frank Castle at the end when he's all black and everything. I swear he looked like the Punisher. Yeah. Um, Volgar can't get a break, but I, I think we t- talked about that. Yes. Well, Sandor uh, having that's apparently a deleted plot line. Uh, according to this uh, website, that originally they were planning on having a mutiny on the Argo, where Orion was upset that Wildstar was named deputy captain and he was going to lead a revolt. Mm. So that was probably something on that was involved there. It, that was that was completely deleted from even the Japanese version. Uh. But it was just one of those things that it probably held over in the storyboards. Of hey, make him look like he's you know something sinister is going on, and there we go again. Yeah. Oh, and the last note I actually had was uh, Sandor high five. Whoops. <laughs> oh, oh like, uh, yeah, we're going. Let's wrap it up there. And I saw a um, when Scott and I were rolling around the day before we went to the Tampa Bay. Comic Con in one of the comic book stores I was in, I saw a guy wearing the blue Star Blazer shirt. He had the arrow pointing down and everything. And I was nice. like, "Where'd you get that?" He's like, "Oh, I found it online on some deal." I was like, "Awesome, nice shirt, dude." Good for him. <laughs> so while right. we still have somewhat of a signal because we've gonna, ha- it's been horrible tonight. Uh, next time, two new episodes. Which ones are they, Gene? Because I don't have it in front of me. I tried closing everything down in case I was the culprit. 
Oh, <laughs> I had everything closed as well. Uh, they're... Hang yeah. on, vamp. Episode 19 and 20. <laughs> yes, episodes 19 and 20. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's all we can tell you right now, because the connection's about to die. Yep, Seven's about to go, so we're glad we're back. We're going to get back on a regular schedule, so if anybody can hear me, we'll see you later, and have a good evening, good day, and good night. See you, everybody. Bye. Visit our website at 2TrueFreaks.com. 2TrueFreaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email 2TrueFreaks directly at 2TrueFreaks at gmail.com. 2TrueFreaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. Dumbass. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show... Please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two Two True Freaks. Freaks.